Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, everybody. If you guys are ready, give me a little, like, you're honking the horn on a, on a truck. Let's let's get it. Let's, let's, let's go. All right. And one more thing before we get started. How many of you are taking notes? If you're going to take notes today, raise your hand. If not, I think I think we got to fix that. I, I think you got to get your notes app ready on your phone or a piece of pen and paper because Brett is going to do share some wonderful, wonderful things with you all today. Well, just to give a quick bio on who Brett Kern is, we have Mr. Tennessee Titans punter Brett Kern himself. Brett is a three-time pro bowler and two-time all-pro punter and entering his 15th season in the NFL. Brett is from Grand Island. He punted at Toledo and was signed as an undrafted agent to the Denver Broncos in 2008. He was then waived by the Broncos and the Tennessee Titans signed him and the rest is history. And he went, he went on to become one of the league's best punters and he's, and Brett is married, has three kids and lives in Nashville, Tennessee. And the word around town is that Brett's a pretty good golfer. We talked about that last year. And so let's get low. Yeah. Look at that. Whoa. Sh- should we screenshot this right now? He is right. You're wearing a, a bills helmet last year. It was the Broncos. <laughs> I love to see it. Who signed it? Got some signatures on. I got Bruce Smith, Jim Kelly. Wow. Drew Davies, white Edmonds, Andre Roberts. It's good. Good little piece of hardware. It's got some, dust on, good- it. got some dust on it though. And you've punted Andre Roberts a few times. I'm sure he, he is lethal. He is. Uh, I'm glad he's not with the Bills anymore, and he's somewhere out. <laughs> well, I got to open up, Brett. 15 seasons in the NFL. Does it feel like 15 seasons? Uh, uh, maybe physically, yes. You know, I'm. I just turned 36, so I probably feel it a little bit physically. But um, man, it, it goes. It goes really, really quick. Uh, it just seems like the other day. Um, you know, they were in Indy for the combine and all that kind of stuff. And I just, it, it, you know, just goes by really fast to when I remember when I was at Toledo, um, I didn't get invited to the combine. Um, you know, I had one workout and that was it by the Browns. Nobody showed up for my pro day, uh, as far as to watch me like punt or anything like that. So, uh, it was quite an experience. And now here we are, you know, going into my 15th year. So go, it goes fast. Wow, that's amazing. Hopefully, are you gonna pull a Brady? You're gonna play until you're 55. Do you do you see that in your future? <laughs> no, Brady. I mean, Brady's on a strict diet, and some of the stuff that he does not eat, I cannot give up. So I, I don't think it's gonna work for me. <laughs> uh, well, if you enjoy avocado ice cream, no judgment in here. But Brett, I want to bring up some of uh, some of the past season that you just had. Uh, you, you guys had a pretty wild game against the Bengals. I mean, bring us through that game. And how are you feeling about next season with the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, it was a pretty wild game. I think, uh, you know, during the season, um, you know, you got 17 games and, uh, you know, you might lose a game based on a mistake or two or, or something like that that uh, sure. give you a loss. Um, 
But when you get to the playoffs, I mean, you guys saw it when the Bills played the Chiefs. I mean, uh, that game was so back and forth, back and forth. And the, really the first person to, to make a serious mistake was going to lose the game. Um, and right. so in our case, when we played the Bengals, it was just – it was a really, really good game. It was a tight game. We were holding the field goals, doing what you're supposed to do. Um, and then, you know, on our last drive, I think everybody was very confident that we were going to go down and, you know, we were lining up to, you know, to get in a field goal position to kick a game winner and uh, just threw a pick. And two plays later, they kicked a field goal and, and the game was over with. So um, feeling like you kind of were in control of that game the whole time. Um, and then all of a sudden the last, uh, I don't know, it was 35 seconds maybe. I, I don't even remember, but it just happened so fast and the game's over with. And uh, and then you're cleaning out your locker the next day. So it just it just happened fast. But, um, you know, I think we're looking forward to this upcoming season. Um, you know, guys, just the key is staying healthy, taking care of your body. Um, and so we're looking forward to, to this year. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to if it's any – if anything is in the in the possibilities of next year, we potentially could be seeing a Titans Bills playoff game next year, which can well, be we play a we lot play in we play in Buffalo next year in the regular season. Oh, you excited to come home? And I'm praying that it's in September, October. It's not later in the year. Because I, <laughs> I I've lived in the South now for going on 14 years in my I, I can't do cold weather anymore. I can't do hey, it. You you would have loved it today in Buffalo, it was snowing in March. So classic Buffalo. I'm sure you missed that. What is it? Only 80 degrees in Nashville today. No, it's a, it's cold today. It's like 57, 58. It's oh, tough. You need, need your winter coat. <laughs> well, <laughs> shifted gears a little bit, Brett. Uh, it's so fun to have you on again. And you've been on the radio show and the podcast a few times. And one of the radio show guys is your dad, who I'm sure, you know, kind of, kind of pretty well. I mean, you got to no. know just a little bit. Good guy. Um, I, shifting to your faith a little bit, Brett, I mean, how do you, all these 50, these 15 years in the NFL, how do you stay grounded in your faith as a pro athlete in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing um, that I keep in the back of my mind is um, there's a verse that kind of always sticks out to me and it's actually in the Bible uh, a couple of times. I think it's four times. It's first said in Proverbs three, but really people where people know where it's at is in James and James four, six, um, and it's God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. And I've kind of always kind of clung to that verse of, uh, you know, what, is, what does it mean when you're proud, right? And I actually looked it up and I, I wrote it down real quick and it said proud. It says uh, feeling deep pleasure or satisfaction as a result of one's own achievements. And so I think I've always kept that verse in my mind about how God opposes the, opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. My, my goal has always been, no matter what happens, whether it's Pro Bowls or uh, all pros or the accolades or you have a great game or whatever Jim Nance might say on, on TV, like mm. my goal is to always stay humble because I know that the Lord has put me in this position and I want to stay humble and give him the glory because it's nothing that I've done. I, I haven't done anything. I've just worked hard, put my head down, whether it's in workouts or in the classroom, uh, how I take care of my body. Um I'm doing the best that I can, but it's nothing. God has opened up doors and he's closed doors. And I'm just trying to stay faithful to go through the doors that he's opened. Hmm. That's so good. I remember last year when you were on the podcast with us for the SWAT room sports and faith podcast, you talked about prayer in the shower. I yeah. mean, give us the quick summary of that for some of those, for, for some of them who are new today for, for student athletes, 
Talk about the prayer in the shower. What is that? Yeah, prayer in the shower. So uh, <laughs> it's something that um, I've been able to do for really since 2016. Um, and so it's uh, it's a great opportunity right before you know we get warm ups and all that kind of stuff. We come back in. And so when uh, they might be doing um, getting ready for the national anthem or, or anything crazy like that. Well, we're in the locker room. We're waiting until uh, CBS or Monday night foot, whatever we're playing on until they give us the okay to come out. And so we have about 20 minutes of downtime. And so I take that time we gather, we're all padded up and we go into the shower just because most of the time um, the shower is kind of the easiest central gathering place. You know, they're playing music in the locker room. So we just go into the shower and that's the time for me just to, uh, to get into prayer with the guys. Um, I find a verse, share a verse, kind of give some context to it, maybe some history to it. Um, and we all come together, we pray and it's just really three to four minutes of kind of getting to God's word real quick and, and saying a prayer. And so I challenge anybody on this zoom, you can do that in, in anywhere you're at, whether, you know, it's, it's, uh, you guys got basketball, you still got basketball where you transition into track or lacrosse spring sports. What do you guys got right now? I think it's mostly spring sports. We're stepping in the spring track sports. season. Am I right, Jake? Does that sound about right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, really any, any sport, whatever y'all are doing, whether it's guys or girls, you know, you can get together, you can say a Bible verse, somebody can look one up, just say something that's kind of on your heart. And then most importantly, just pray, just pray for whatever event you're going through. You got a lacrosse game, you're about to run the mile, which is grueling and awful. And I never wish that upon anybody. Um, but you know, it's just a time to come together. Y'all hold hands where two or more are gathered. God's there and um, just say a little prayer, get his word and, and then go out and compete. I love that. And I love you talking about just the reminder of praying in the shower or something so simple you do with your teammates, but it's powerful. Um, and I kind of wanted to ask that just a little review and a little refresher, especially for our new student athletes, because my next question I want to ask you is how do you sense the prompting of the Holy spirit uh, to step out in faith, to do something like you said about prayer in the shower, um, what is your best piece of advice to our athletes who are maybe nervous to step out in faith and try something that they're uncomfortable with? Um, I would generally generally say that if it's uncomfortable, um, you're probably doing the right thing. Um, wow. Because if it's if you feel comfortable, it's it's probably not. And so I would say that um, you know, for me to start the whole prayer in the shower thing. Uh, it was really nerve wracking for me because I didn't really feel equipped. I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, at that time I wasn't in the word every day. Um, I just wasn't, I just wasn't, my relationship with him wasn't where it needed to be. Uh, and so that's why I was nervous. I felt like I'm not, I'm not equipped to do this. I can't, even though it's just a Bible verse and pray, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to pray in front of my teammates So what are they, what are they going to think of me? And so when I started to actually get into God's word every day, uh, I read through the Bible in a year. Um, I really felt like the Lord was telling me, Hey, like, this is, this is my word. You're, you're, I'm equipping you to be able to handle conversations with guys in the locker room. Because if a guy would come up to me and ask me a question, sometimes I'd be like, Hey, well, you know, why don't you go talk to the chaplain? You know, he, like, he knows what he's talking about. You know, I'm, yeah, I, I believe in Christ. Um, I, you know, Jesus is in my heart. I have a relationship with him, but that's a pretty deep question. Why don't you go ask somebody else? Right. Hmm. And so the more time I spent in his word, the more time 
you know, whether Old Testament, New Testament, the stories are, everything is, is proven true. Nothing has been proven false about the Bible. So it's, I mean, it's God's word. And um, I felt like the more I was in his word, the more equipped I became and the more confident I felt, hey, you know what? This is what the Lord's calling me to do, to, to get into the word, to find a verse or two every Sunday and to pray in front of my teammates. And it's amazing how it felt, it felt uncomfortable, but the Holy Spirit gave me the words to say. And there was multiple times where I didn't have a verse. I'd wake up Sunday morning and I didn't have a verse. And I'm like, Lord, what do you like? What do you want me to say? What do you, what do you want me to say to these guys? And I would get a text from my mentor and it would be a Bible verse. He'd say, Hey man, just praying this over you today. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Like, this is the, this is the verse. This is it, you know? And so all I would say is the more you get into his word, the more equipped you feel. And then the more equipped you feel, the more you feel like you can have conversations with your classmates and, and really kind of get into, into God's word more. Do you still get nervous sharing your faith with some of those guys? You even, I mean, you're 15 seasons in, do you ever have those moments where you're like, man, I'm, I'm still kind of a little nervous today. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's times where, um, you know, I, I do get nervous sometimes because I don't know what somebody's going to ask me you know, but I'm always like, Hey, you know what? The Lord has put me in this position. I'm a leader on this team. I've been a captain. Like I'm, I'm here for such a time as this, like the Lord has me in this spot. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's times where guys would come up to me and they might ask me a question. They say, Hey, BK, what, you know, what do you think about this? You know? And I just tell them, Hey, look, I appreciate your question. I respect it. Let me, I don't know the answer for you right now, but let me, let me go home. Let me get into the word. And let's talk tomorrow. Okay. Hey man, sounds good. I appreciate it. And they respect that. And then obviously you go home, you, you, you look into the word and, and then you have a conversation the next day. Wow. Love it. Uh, I love your discipline in the word. And uh, it's, it's something I, I just have a ton of respect for you doing. Um, and, and as you know, uh, these student athletes are going through the old Testament in a hundred days, just going through the heroes of the faith. Um, I mean, talk about that for you being in the word, and having that as a discipline of yours, did you just like wake up one day and you're like, man, I'm just really good at this. I mean, for you, you're an all pro NFL athlete. How do you find time to be in the word? And what do you love you specifically about being in the Bible? What draws you to it? Oh man, that's a, that's a loaded question. I think, um, you know, I love being in God's word cause it's God's word. Um, like I said earlier, nothing's been proven false. Everything's true. The word is alive. Um, you can read something that happened 2,500 years ago and the same struggle, you know, that you look at the Israelites wandering in the desert and they're just wandering and wandering and they're not putting their faith in God. And you wonder how many times am I wandering in a desert where I'm not putting my faith in, in God. And you can, you mm -hmm. learn stories that happened 2,500 years ago, 3,000 years ago. Um, wow. And so it's applicable just because it's an old book that was written a long time ago by some old dudes, right? Like you, you can read the Bible now and you could still take it and apply it to your life today. And that's what it's supposed to be. And so I didn't, I didn't really start reading the Bible, like reading it, reading it, like what y'all are doing until I was about 30. Um, wow. so really I'm going on six years in a row of, of reading the Bible, um, reading the whole Bible in a year. And I feel like that might seem kind of mundane or whatnot, but, um, each year you come across a highlighted verse or something, you, you might see something that was that you were going through a situation last year 
like last season, Hey, I, um, you know, I was injured, right. I, I pulled my groin, had some nerve mm-hmm. issues. Um, you know, I, and I, when I was reading the Bible, I was writing down notes. Well, then I might go through it this year at that same time. And I might be going through something totally different. It might be in, in your case, you might be something going on in school or athletics. You might mm-hmm. be a senior, you're trying to get a scholarship, right? I mean, there's, there's so many different things that we're going through in our life, but there's always, the answer is always in the Bible. And I think that's what draws me to it every day is because how we live our lives is, is right here in this book. So good. Well, speaking of decision-making, I, I, I want to ask you a question. Um, and I feel like a lot of our athletes and, and just all of us included in this call, there's so much in our world that is thrown at us. And there's a lot of times we're indecisive in terms of, all right, do I go right? Do I go left? Uh, where do I go with, with my decision that I do do next? What is your best piece of advice for student athletes who are at a fork in the road right now? Uh, whether that's choosing to have a tough conversation with someone or maybe it's choosing a college. I know for you, that was a thing that was tough for you. Uh, what's your best piece of ad- advice for that? Uh, first and foremost, I would say probably spend time on your hands and knees um, in prayer. Um, just going before the Lord, just being open and honest with him about, hey, Lord, I, I know you know what's going on. Like no, none of this surprises him. Like if it was, Hey, I, I could have gone to Michigan, but I went to Toledo, right. You're talking about the Michigan Wolverines playing in the big house to Toledo. And there's probably barely anybody on here that could name where the Toledo Rockets play. Right. So how did, how did that come to be? You were at grand Island. Do they, did yeah. Michigan call you Did Toledo show up at your practice? Or is, how did that, how did that come to be? And then were you like, how did you come down to those two? Yeah. Well, I think uh, I went to Michigan for their camp, uh, their kicking camp did really well. Um, you know, had a scholarship on the table and they fired their special teams coach. And you want to talk about doors opening and closing. Um, I thought that door was wide open to go to Michigan and was really excited about it. Um, and then they fired their special teams coach. They brought a new guy in and I fell on that list. I went from first down to second and they said, Hey, look, we're going to offer this kid out of Ohio. If he says yes, you know, sorry, but the scholarship's not yours. But if he says no, like, you know, you got the scholarship. And of course, the kid from Ohio said yes, right? And so mm-hmm. there I was left, the door completely closed on Michigan, and the door to Toledo opened. Um, wow. I, I didn't know much about the MAC. I didn't really know much about Toledo. You know, I thought it was like the armpit of Ohio, like who goes to Toledo, <laughs> right? Like you thought Cleveland was bad. Well, Toledo, you know, Toledo's. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I took a visit there and I just felt the Lord just. I, I, I didn't want to go there, but I also felt the Lord was just saying, Hey, like, here's an opportunity for you to start your freshman year. You have college paid for, um, just, you know, just trust me, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, thankfully my parents are really strong in their faith, my mom and my dad. And so, you know, to be able to just listen to them, have conversations with them and then having, um, you know, some close people around me, some mentors that I knew were praying for me uh, to just kind of have the Lord make it clear to me where he, where he wanted me to go to college. And I, I just felt that uh, that's huge. And so, uh, yeah, the, the Lord opened up the door to go to Toledo and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Wow. 
I heard a quote from Bob Goff today at church about how oftentimes we don't know the the title of our story or that chapter of our life till years down the line. And for you, you know, who, who, who knows what would happen if you ended up in Michigan, but I mean, look, look at your story. Now you're, you're in the NFL still doing great. And just curious, did that punter ever make the NFL? Yeah, he did. Zoltan Mesco. He played for seven years. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's some talent, talented punters right there. That's fantastic. Well, but most importantly, I mean, you know, I wouldn't have met my wife. We have three beautiful kids and, um, wow. You know, I don't I mean, I don't know Would I made it to the NFL if I went to Michigan, but that's not that's not the story that the Lord had for me. And uh, there's really no point in kind of wasting your time trying to think the what if because the Lord has uh, he's obviously had this all planned out. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Mm, so good. Right. Uh, for you, you've had a lot of things happen in your life and your 15 seasons of the NFL and, and just in general. Uh, how for you, how have you handled adversity? Uh, I will say sometimes I handle it very well. And other times like that, whoever made that highlight video, first of all, that's gotta be like the only punter highlight video on YouTube for sure. Unless it's, <laughs> unless it's, unless it's Good job, Hector. Jake. You did your homework. Uh, it's I mean, the only you one type, worth having. Uh, you, yeah. You type in punters and that might be the only thing that comes up on YouTube. So well done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I've broken a helmet. Uh, the, the one after the one punt, I broke the chair um, you know, I haven't necessarily handled myself the best, um, when adversity strikes and there's other times where I feel like I've been able to just kind of let it, you know, fall off the shoulder and, and you move on. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's good times and there's bad times. And, um, you know, I feel like what I try to keep, I try to keep perspective really kind of in, in my mind, just the perspective of, you know, like I said earlier, like the Lord has me here for a reason. Um, mm. Football is not what I'm defined as being an NFL punter. Like that's not my, that's not who I am. Um, you know, the NFL is a performance based business. It is straight. How, how well do you do under pressure, performance, performance, performance. And when you don't perform, oh. you're gone, you're cut. You got to find another team, but that's, that's the complete opposite of what the Bible says, right? Because we all sin, we've all fallen short but the Lord still sent his son to be the perfect sacrifice for us. And it doesn't matter. Mm. You could do every good gift or every good deed possible, but if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you're not going to go to heaven. And so the Lord is not loving us based on our performance. And so I try to keep that in my mind that even though I'm in a performance-based business, the Lord doesn't, <clears throat> the Lord doesn't look at me as a performance-based Christian. Right. And right. so I feel like if, if when I when I keep that in check, um, you know, I, I handle it pretty well. And it's like, hey, you know what? This is what the Lord had for this situation. Yeah. Did I want to boot it 60 yards out of bounds? Yeah. Instead, I hit it right down the middle and I had to whiff on a tackle and I got burned and I'm on Sports Center, not top 10. Like that stuff happens. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a really healthy kind of perspective to look at it. You remember the last time you were on not top 10? Oh, I was on it. I was on it in college, my freshman year. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. freshman year of college, too. That's tough. Freshman year, I, I hit a punt, and it was in a bowl game up in the Motor, Motor City Bowl, whatever it was, and the, punt, uh, the returner just went down the sidelines. And I distinctly remember thinking, this guy's going to either run over me or he's going to juke me or I'm going to try to make it look like I can make this tackle. And I put my head down, 
thought I was going to hit him and he slowed up enough to where it just, I just completely whiffed. He kept going and he went and scored a touchdown. So and it was like, I think it was like number nine or something like that on not top 10. Oh man. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, but I want to ask a follow-up question uh, a little more serious. I mean, you're a two-time all pro punter, but you've also been undrafted. You've experienced the real highs and the real lows and similar to the adversity crush adversity question, how have you handled the fame and notoriety and also the lows of being undrafted or cut from a team? How do you, what keeps you grounded and sane? And um, would love to know what, the balance of that as well. Yeah. I mean, I think staying in God's word uh, keeps me grounded. You know, like mm -hmm. I said earlier about, you know, James four, six, you know um, I don't want to be someone that, people look at me and they think, wow, he's really cocky or he's full of himself or, or anything like that. You know, I, um, you know, the Lord has blessed me with the talent to kick a football and uh, it's a, it's a sin if I don't go out there and try to use it to the best that I can. And so um, the NFL, it's, it's fun. Like there's a lot of perks to it. It's also extremely stressful. Uh, does it takes a toll on you for, Mentally, you know, I've had to start seeing a counselor just because it's mentally just it can it can wear you out. Um, mm. So I think um, staying grounded in his word and keeping perspective, you know, like I talked about earlier, it's just, um, you know, God's plan is perfect. And so throughout throughout the difficulties of my career, whether it's not going to the com, Hey, why did I not get invited to the combine? I thought I was the number two punter rated coming out. Why did I get invited? Well, all the punters at the combine did terrible and it shot me up. Okay. Wow. At the time I thought this stinks. I can't believe this is happening to me. And then it's done. And you're like, Oh, okay. Right. I, I see it. And so why did I get cut in Denver? I thought I was having a great season. I got cut. Well, at the time my marriage was on the brink because I was being a crappy father, a crappy husband. I was at, I was at work all the time. I'd come home. We had a six week old son at the time. I'd watch TV wow. and go to bed like, but that change from Denver to Tennessee pretty much saved my marriage. And so at the time thinking getting cut was terrible. Like, Lord, I, I was doing great here. What's going on to all of a sudden moving here to, to Nashville. Right. In hindsight, you're, I'm complaining about it, but you know, the Lord was protecting me from my marriage. Right. Wow. So, you know, little things along the way that you learn that, that you see stories in the Bible of things that happen about uh, people not necessarily being patient or grumbling, complaining. Right. But the Lord, the Lord has them, right. Uh, wow. God's plan is perfect. And so what it's I've fun. learned throughout my career is just little speed bumps that happen. You know, I, I've gone back in my career and looked at, okay, yep, that's right. Lord. I remember you did this and this. Okay. That's right. All right, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you like, you know, what's best for me. Like, you know, what's best. And you just kind of have to keep going through what has happened. And, and like I said, just staying rooted in his word and, and trusting in him. Well, speaking of stories in the Bible last year, when we had you on, I know that you read through the Bible and last year you talked about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And oh yeah. Of having good friends tonight. I know that's a staple of yours. Well, nothing's a coincidence truly because this week, these athletes went through the, the book of Daniel. That's what you all are on, on Daniel. Yeah, they went through Daniel this week and uh, did a great job with it. And uh, like I mentioned, in the, one of the stories was, you know, Daniel in the Lions and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And uh, it's just amazing. And 
One of the questions that we had this week in the devotional, uh, and this is kind of a tougher question, and maybe this is in your career at some point. I mean, have you experienced temptation to sacrifice what is right to fit in or win? And how did you respond? This is, it's a tough question, but, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were really, they could be, but could have been, they were thrown into the fire. Uh, What's your answer to that, those questions? Man, so are they, you think they're talking along the lines of like cheating or is it more or less on the lines of, you know, Hey, uh, I think it could be cheating on the field. I, I, yeah. Uh, off the field. Maybe it's, you know, it could be as simple as cheating your taxes or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for you, have you, have, have you had those moments of sacrificing what is right, you know, to, to win or even fit in at times? Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's more or less um, your reputation. Um, mm. You know, I think it was Ben Franklin. I think it was Benny who talked about, you know, you can have a lifetime of good actions, good deeds, right? And it only takes one to ruin it all. Mm. Right? To really mess up your whole reputation. And I think that's kind of been my thing is like, okay, hey, when I'm done playing football and I retire, when people say, Brett Kern, do they think of the punter? Yeah, maybe they probably do. I don't know. I hope so. I put in a lot of work and effort to, to get that, but also, Hey, he was a man of faith. He loved Jesus. Um, he was a great husband. He's a great father. He was a great teammate. He was somebody I could come to and talk to. Right. And so, you know, I think Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, their reputation was think about them standing up to Nebuchadnezzar, right? This dude was getting tricked to, to make this statue. Everybody bow down to it. Hey, all right. You know, and uh, they stood up. And then you think about their reputation and how the Lord blessed them after that. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, you know, my reputation, my challenges for all of you on the Zoom is what's your reputation? I, I'll tell you right now, I talked to three people from high school, three two coaches and my best friend that I've known since I was in diapers. Right. And so three people. And I think about when people think of Brett Kern in high school, what do they think of? Was I a jerk? Did I treat girls the right way? Was I a good teammate when I played football, whatever, all the sports I played. Right. I can go back in my mind and think, man, I messed this up. I messed that up. Right. I didn't treat those people the right way. And so I've kind of taken that how I've what I've learned in high school, college, and now here in the pros. It's what's my reputation. There, there's times I have some of my best teammates that I've only been able to play with for a year, and they're gone, and they're somewhere else. Right? Wow. You might. I, I had uh, a guy next to me this past season, right, for a training camp. We were only together for four weeks. That was it. What kind of impact am I going to make on this guy in four weeks of hanging out with each other? Right. Mm. And so I'd say the same for you, for y'all on the zoom is what's your reputation going to be when you leave and you graduate, which some of you are young, like you, you might be seventh, eighth grade, you're young, you're thinking, ah, this is really no big deal, but it goes fast. I promise you that it goes fast. And so what, what's your reputation when you leave, when you graduate, what do people see you as? Are they going to see you as, Hey, yeah, you know, Connor, he was cool, but he was kind of a jerk, you know, or are they going to say, Hey, man, Tom, I'm gonna miss that guy. Like he, Hmm. 
man, I could tell like there was something different about him. I knew that he loved, he loved Jesus. I, I want some of that. Right. Mm. So I think that's probably that's good. the biggest thing is, is what's your reputation? What kind of legacy uh, are you leaving when, when you graduate? Mm, that's so good. Uh, and next question, and then we're going to do some student questions. Um, but before I get to that question, I, I just want to say two words that come to mind with you, uh, just in your times of being on with us and the radio and, and the podcast as well. I think the words of authenticity and integrity. And one of the reasons I asked that question is when you were on the second time in the radio show with Jake and Cal, uh, I know you talked about, you know, you guys have like player awards or whatever, and you were voted least likely guy to cheat on his wife. Right. Right. And that shows the integrity of you, the, your character and that, you know, you value being a married man, loving God and loving others. And, I think your light is showing in that way. And that just shows just a little bit of the culture at times of how the sports world can be dark at times. And I'm sure all these student athletes can understand that of to sacrifice a little of their character to do what's right. But, you know, God's well, keeping you grounded, which is cool. I'll say this, that everybody real quick, everybody was born with a void. And the only, the only thing that could fill that void is Jesus. Amen. And so I think the, the issue that we have going on in our culture right now is that people are trying to eliminate God, Jesus, they don't want to fill that void with that. And they're trying to find it in every other way possible. And it needs to be filled by something, but you can't Mm. fill it with social media because that's going to let you down. You can't fill it with a boyfriend or a girlfriend because that they're going to let you down because we're all sinful people, right? You can't fill it with good grades because yeah. Do you want to get good grades? Of course you do. Right. But that one time you don't get a good grade, is that going to destroy you? Right. You try to fill it with, hey, sports are my life. I tried to fill it with sports in my life. And guess what? You go out, you have a bad game, you're ruined, you're toast. Right. It just crushes you mentally. And so the only thing that's going to fill that void is Jesus. Hmm. So good. Um, let's go to student athlete questions. Um, and, and guys, feel free. I know, Jake, I, if you guys email me, I will sort through them and make sure that to ask uh, these athletes what question that you want to ask. So the for this first question is from Trent. Who is your favorite player to play with and why? Ooh, um, well, I probably have a lot of them, honestly. I don't know if I can necessarily pinpoint. All right, top five, top five. Like, oh, gosh, okay. Uh, top five. Uh, Randy Moss. Ooh. Uh, you got Moss. Yeah, he – Fun, one of the funniest guys you ever meet in your life. Uh, <laughs> like Matt Hasselbeck, uh, right. um, Brian, Brian Dawkins, uh, John Lynch. Yes, sir. Uh, Bring him to the Bronco days, baby. Yeah, I love I mean, it. I got, I got a ton. Like I could list a ton, but really the, the one thing that they all have in common was that they were all leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all really, really good leaders that um, were just guys that would encourage you man, they would just, they would be able to have a sit down, have a meal, have a conversation with you. I mean, those are guys that are wearing gold jackets and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the hall of fame and you would never, I mean, they treat you with the utmost respect. Um, even That's when good. I came to the league as a rookie. So yeah, I mean, I got a team. This is from Cameron. What, what is some of your pregame music? What is your pregame music? Oh, well, all right. So I'm in the, I'm not in the business of hitting people. Right. So I don't need to get like jacked up and like, I, I need to go try to take somebody's head off. Right. That's, that's not my MO. So for me, 
I need to be like calm, relaxed, how to settle the nerves down. So I listen to a lot of worship music. Hmm. So I listen to like Red Rocks, We the Kingdom, uh, who else I got? CC Winans is on there. Uh, Elevation, Ma- uh, Maverick City Music. I mean, I got a ton of worship music because I, I'm I'm big on the the worship music, and I think it's also important what you listen to affects the way you think a lot. Mm. Trust, I see it in the locker room, guys that the music they listen to, and then how they talk and how they treat people is a direct correlation to what they listen to so i would encourage you to listen like if you love rap there's great christian rap there's the cray there's trip there's no big i mean i could go on and on if you like country there's some great country out there if just please for for my sake just be very careful about what you're listening to because it affects you you might not think it does but it it affects you uh how you treat people how you act what you're thinking about um, but yeah, I rock some worship music before, uh, before games. It's good. All right. This is from Matthew is the game a 50% mental focus or is it 50% physical? Uh, I would say 90% mental, 10% physical. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. From Bryson. Uh, what did you want to be as a kid? Meteorologist. Really? Okay. Yes. You got to get a good, a quick explanation to that. I mean, you, I mean, think about it, guys. Think about where I grew up, where you all live right now. Lake <laughs> Effect Snow. Is that not the most crazy thing you've ever seen in your life? I was fascinated by it. And so I wanted to. And it's November, like, baby. If you're a meteorologist, you can get the forecast wrong and you're still going to get paid. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. All right. True. Uh, last, last one. This is from Sam. Uh, what made you think about doing prayer in the shower? And where did that idea come from? Hmm. Actually, it uh, so Brian Dawkins, who safety in the in the Hall of Fame, he did it when I was in Denver my rookie year, and he was like, he shouted out like, "Hey, prayer in the shower!" And I'm thinking, what? What are we doing right now? <laughs> like when I say prayer in the shower, it's probably the thought that you all have in your mind, like, what is he talking about prayer in the shower, right? And so when he said that, we all went in there. And we all held hands and I'm like, this is, this is cool. Like, I think I'm down with this, right? We're in the shower, but that's cool. I'm down with it. And man, he just, mm, the Holy spirit was flowing. And, uh, he got, I mean, talk about wanting to run through a brick wall after that prayer. Um, yeah. And so it kind of stuck and then came to Nashville and, uh, there was actually somebody that already did it here. Uh, and then he got, he retired and then they were all like, Hey, Brett, like, dude, you're the guy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Sure? <laughs> there's not there's not there's not somebody else that can do it and then hey and brian Dawkins calling I mean, he's one of the most intimidating intimidating guys ever so that guy can hit yeah and uh and then i just i just remember praying about it and i was like you know what this is a big step of faith for me even though it seems little but um yeah and then it's it's rest is history wow that's so good well, guys, just just uh, for future reference, if you ever have a question for one of these athletes, make sure to send it to Jake and I, and I'll make sure to sort through and ask one of your questions. But Brett, thanks so much for for being on with us today. And as we close out, just kind of two questions. Uh, I got to ask you this question because you've been interviewed a few times and we even talked about this prior. I mean, what's a question you wish you were asked, but no one really asks you? 
Oh, man. I I don't know. I mean, I I guess I get asked a ton of different questions um, all over the place. A lot of different questions, a lot of weird ones, a lot of great ones. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I have an answer. That's, that's a tough yes, one. All right. Uh, I mean, Stumped Brett current. This is, this is good. All right, everybody. So as we close out, man, Brett, do you, do you have any just final, just words of encouragement or thoughts for these student athletes? And would you mind just praying just over these guys and girls today? Yeah, absolutely. I just, um, it's first of all, it's an honor to be able to speak to y'all. Um, it's a privilege to be able to get on zoom. I'm thankful for, for Zoom to be able to have this platform to speak. And um, I just want to encourage you all to just keep keep rolling in the word. Um, there's nothing better than, than getting in God's word. Um, Old Testament can be kind of hard. There's some really good stories in there that are very applicable to, to what we're going through now. Um, but, uh, man, just keep going. Just keep striving to get in your word, to keep reading, uh, to keep talking about it with your friends. I love the fact I'm, I'm looking on these pictures here and we got some groups you know, it looks like some, there you go. Yeah. Y'all are just uh, rocking together and, and just being able to, to just conversate, um, you know, amongst friends and peers and, and just keep rolling. Um, and I think another thing too, is just, uh, I have this conversation with my son, he's 12 is, is to, to just treat people with respect. Like we're all, I think I, I heard a sermon, um, a couple of weeks ago and, really, you know, when you go around, you see pictures of the beach, right? You see pictures of the mountains. Um, you think about, man, this is, this is God's beauty. Like, this is so beautiful. And, and it is right. But I, the, the pastor spoke and he's like, I think we got it twisted. Like really the most beautiful thing that God has ever done is to create people in human beings. Wow. And that's really the beauty of his, of his creation. And it's, it, it pains me to see how people are treating people and the hate and the division, um, it's just, it's not, that's not from God. That's not how God intended it to be. And so my mm-hmm. encouragement is that like, we all, we all might see things a little differently. We all might think a little different. I mean, it, it could be as simple as I'm a Bills fan and I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan where right? I know it's blasphemy, but it could be something like that. And no, it is blasphemy. It's okay. No, no, I understand. Okay. Sorry. But what I'm saying is to treat people, even though they might have different opinions, to treat people with respect because that person was created in God's image, right? I'm created in God's image. Everybody on this zoom is created in God's image. And so to treat people with respect, with love, treat people how you want to be treated. And I think that'll make uh, a pretty big change in, in how things are going on right now. So good. You mind close us out in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Heavenly father, we thank you for today. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for everybody on the zoom. Father, I just thank you that they're they're getting into your word, they're diving into your word. Lord, just bless them, uh, bless their faithfulness, uh, Father, of just diving into your word, Lord. And I pray that the scriptures would just come to life and, and they would learn things and they would see things uh, how you intended it, Lord. Um, just how you had these authors write these books, Lord, that they would just come to life, Lord, and that everything is applicable to what happened 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago to what's going on now here in 2022, Lord. Uh, I just pray for 
for everybody, Lord, keep them healthy through whatever sports they're playing, whatever seasons they're in, Lord, just keep them healthy. Father, I pray that they would make a difference in their classroom, that they'd make a difference in their locker rooms. Father, Lord, that uh, that some of them might be able, that they would want to start a prayer in the shower, Lord, and uh, that people would see the salt, people would see the light in everybody. Father, Lord, that we would put you first in everything that we do. And at the end of the day, Lord, that we would stay humble, Lord, and we give you the glory, honor, and praise. In your name we pray. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.